Hi, I'm Tay. And I'm Emily. And this is Raised on Reality. A comedy rewatch podcast where two friends talk and snark. Mostly snark. About the reality shows that raised us. This is our jurisdictions for this week. Yes. I listened to Beyond the Blinds podcast. Uh-huh. And it's two people, but one of them is Troy McKeadie, and he's been following the Goslins. And I think they did a Goslin episode. I can't really recall. They've done a lot of episodes. I can't remember, like, exactly which podcast, like, the episode was. But uh-huh. they, like, really went in depth to how calculating Kate was and mm-hmm. how kind of planned she, or, like, how she planned everything out um, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which is not surprising. So I've heard a lot about that, and then I know, like, pretty much any of their friends that were on the show are gone, like, have abandoned them. Even family members. Yeah, I was shocked not long after the show, even, maybe it wasn't even over when Jody, her husband, and her husband, Kate's brother and sister-in-law, like, went on TV and were like, these kids are being exploited. And it's like, okay, well, tell that to the Jody and whatever I don't remember his name like that were on the episodes you know in seasons one and two Mm -hmm. but I don't know so but that's really interesting to me but I've just seen all the constant headlines about just how calculating Kate is and how much of a narcissist she is so yeah what else I did learn this somewhere but I like remember that she did get pregnant in high school so she yeah, her father. Yeah, her father forced her to that. terminate the pregnancy. Um, he was a pastor, and I know that she grew up in a really abusive household. She with a did lot of kids, and they're yes, poor. yes, which doesn't and excuse her from any of her behavior, but it does. It's a bad right. point, and I I kind of had suspicions of this too. I knew, um, like John said, some sometime that she was diagnosed with like actual narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder and bipolar. Bipolar is really tricky one. Um, That's what Janelle from Teen Mom 2 and Kaylin from Teen Mom 2 have. Yeah. And I mean, you can just watch anybody in Teen Mom 2. Pretty much. (laughs) But But I mean, especially Janelle, like you can just watch the chaos of her life and her and like amber the way that they uh-huh. go from zero to 100 yeah yeah i have a friend whose mom has it and so i've seen like up close just how it can really hurt a fan like the whole family yeah. if someone has bipolar and it kind of comes in flare-ups like you can be totally fine for a while and then all of a sudden you want to burn the house down right and i think that's i've seen um maybe tiktoks or something like Mm-hmm. about people living with it and it's like you have your manic days where everything's yeah. great and and you want to do everything and like you feel invincible and you're so happy and everything and you're getting everything done and then the next week can be a down week yeah and there's or- there's different types of it there's like manic type and there's another type but I think Kate's is similar to Janelle's. Janelle explained it once in an episode. She was like, if everything is going perfectly fine in my life and there's no drama, I'm going to look to create drama. And okay, yeah. 
I think that's what Kate does too. Like if everything is fine, she's going to go create some kind of problem and drama because she wants, whether it's positive or negative attention, she just wants. See, I don't know about that because she, she's so organized. I can't imagine, but maybe she creates something to organize. I don't. Yeah. Cause she is OCD. She said, has said that before too. So I think it's a combination of everything, narcissism, OCD, and bipolar. Yeah, I can see that. putting that all together, that's, oof. Yeah, that's rough. I watched the Wife Swap episode with her and Kendra Wilkinson, which Mm -hmm. we should consider recapping for this. Yeah. It was really good. It was so good. And it was just kind of crazy the way that she made herself look so normal. Like, she presented, like, she owned up to obviously being very organized and her kids were rigidly scheduled and yada yada. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, she was just the lies, just the false personality front that she put up. Just the whole episode, it was really astounding to see. Oh, yeah. And Maddie and Kara were, like, kind of dissing her the entire episode, being like, all we've ever known is work. My mom treats us like slaves. Maddie, I don't think I heard a peek from Kara, but Maddie was like, pretty much she ran the show over there because she was the one that was like, actually like hung out with Kendra the most and kind of was kind of Kendra's mouthpiece, sort of. Yeah. Not mouthpiece, but so much as like she was the link, you know, from Kendra to the rest of the kids, I guess. Yeah. But she, yeah, she, she was definitely she was. like, she was cracking me up. during some of the episodes like some of the parts of the episode just her like deadpan delivery of Mm -hmm. like oh god this is not gonna end well just because she knows how she just hasn't had like a relaxed environment right yeah and I also saw some article or somebody said that I should probably look it up before I like start spouting about it but somebody mentioned somewhere that Kate Basically saying that she did extra, so IUI, they use IUI yes. instead of IVF. IUI is intravert, <laughs> I almost had it, intrauterine, I think, insemination uh-huh. instead of in vitro. So she, I guess, injected, I don't, I'm not even going to explain it, but it's different than in vitro. I think instead of like taking the eggs out and... Actually, I'm not even going to explain what I think it is because, but all I know is that like high order multiples are to be expected with this. Right. And allegedly somebody somewhere said that Kate being a nurse, not even being a nurse, she like ordered medicine from another country, you know, so she was taking, she was giving herself extra shots I guess yeah um extra doses of the IUI medicine so she was like going to the clinic getting the IUI and then going home and giving herself like an extra shot Mm -hmm. so yeah she was doing this on purpose and I think it's been said that like she I don't know if I believe this one but I mean I can see it is very plausible like her whole master plan was because she saw this one family, it was like the first family with sex tuplets or something like Sept a large. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they were the ones that had, there was this show or like a movie on like ABC family or something called half a dozen babies. 
And Uh it could be another family, but it reminded me of that family because it was just, again, like the first, you know, in the 90s, like kind of sensational family of having a bunch of multiples. And she followed these people and like saw all the help and money they were getting, all the fun Mm -hmm. stuff that they were getting to do. And she was like, well, shit, I want to do that. And so therefore found a way, but like, who knows, but I could see it. I could see it. I wouldn't put it past her. I would not either. This doesn't have anything to do with that, but I was watching the episode last night where she was interviewing cleaning people. I watched that and- the other day. <laughs> she was such a bitch, but also no. the cleaning people, like they weren't great candidates. She re- No, but she reminded me, she reminded me a lot of my old co-teacher when she was oh, just really? walking around being like sarcastic, like, well, I don't know anyone whose standards this would meet. When she, okay, so we'll probably, we might recap it in the future, but I just have to say the part where she goes, like, it's like this one lady that she picked had just finished her shift cleaning. And so Kate's going around the house to check everything. Uh And she goes into the baby's room and they have a little TV set in the middle Mm -hmm. of the room for nap time or whatever. And she goes under where it's like the videotapes. She picks up a videotape and like swipes her finger across the like surface of the table where it was and she's like this didn't even get touched and it's like okay I get that I totally understand that mm-hmm. but you know if you're saying clean my whole fucking house in an hour or so in an hour or whatever if she's gonna dust she's just gonna dust whatever but Plus, also like, it's like I also can agree like it's not that hard to pick up a videotape and dust but true, Kate true. was just so mean about it she's like this obviously didn't get touched yeah and I have I had a cleaning person once that didn't do like the house looked the exact same as it did when they left, but, and it is annoying, but yeah. One time we had one like a long time ago. I don't know why we need, like we were probably having a party or something. So my mom got like probably like our grandparents cleaning lady to come. And I just remember Katie was pissed because they're not pissed, but like, it was just kind of weird because they had like cleaned her shelf. She had like a bookshelf with like makeup or perfume and stuff on it and they had like taken it all out and then like rearranged it and like put it back weird and Katie mm. was like it just feels so weird that they just touched all of my stuff and then just like arranged it I'm <laughs> like yeah I guess but it was it can be really weird yeah and in there knowing Kate and knowing this co-teacher I worked with and knowing like how similar they are I know for a fact that when this lady was trying to clean and do her job Kate was constantly butting in and giving more orders and criticizing every little move she made. See, I, I would say that, that, but I feel like Kate was just kind of busy. She she was, but she was also like, so I was following her around and like okay, marching, well, the kids, yeah. <laughs> marching the kids from room to room, which I get that too. But I mean, also, I know Kate would stop playing with the kids and interrupt and criticize what she was doing too. Well, that's why that poor girl is probably like, I don't want her to hire me. I'm not going to want to I know. Back, she probably so did a bad job on the purpose. worst possible job. Yeah. That's what I would do. I'd be like, this. like the lady that first met her and just like got a little glimpse of Kate's personality. And then she was like, well, I don't, I don't do that. I don't get on my hands and knees and clean. Yeah. So uh, I don't <laughs> think I'm ready like, wait, what? She's like, yeah. I, I'm going to need you to clean like the, she had some like weird specific spot that she wanted clean like under like the underside of a windowsill or something yeah like and I get she's like I don't get clean every day 
Well, and the lady was also really weird. She didn't have like quite an excuse. She was like, because arthritis runs in my family and I don't want to invite arthritis or something. And it was just like, okay, just say that you don't want to get on your hands and knees. I would. Yeah. I mean, I would have thought of an excuse too. to like, as soon as I got a glimpse of Kate's personality, I would be like, yeah, I'm out. No, thanks. Nothing's worth the money. Like a better excuse because she was older and I was like, you don't have arthritis now. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, that was a good episode. It was. Uh, That show was good. It was hard to watch though. She's a unique individual. She's an enigma. But other than the Gosselin family, so the Busby family is back. Quintuplets. Have you seen them? No, I never watched that show. I just that sounds about them for a or that sounds that sounds rude to me, but like I never really got into it. It's not that exciting. And no, the parents seem boring as hell. I just have to rant about them because okay, the dad, on. yeah, the dad Adam whined and whined and whined for years about like TLC um is twisting our story around and twisting our words around and like yelling at people in the comments on everything like well you don't know our story you don't know this you don't know that um the grandmother who was on the show a lot in the early seasons like got a DUI or something and she's never been seen again I kind of Um, vaguely can remember the grandma I never really watched I feel like I didn't watch an episode but I'm sure I watched like parts or I probably seen an episode sometime like a long time ago and I can kind of remember did the grandma kind of fight with the dad a little bit. She was just always like butt heads. Yeah, yeah. Or she, she seemed like, like she also butt head butted heads with everybody. She she just has a really big personality. Yeah, I could see that. And yeah, not everyone's cup of tea. But they just like stopped mentioning her altogether. It was really weird. And that is. So the dad like whined and whined about like, I don't want my girls to be exploited. I want them to have a normal childhood, normal, normal, normal. But then like also is like, well, we're special because we have the only all-girl quintuplets and nobody else in our family and nobody else has a family like ours and all this stuff. And then, I don't know, I guess ran out of money or something and they were like, all right, girls, let's go exploit you again. Right. Let's go back on TV. And he's just such a dick. Like, he comments to the wife about how she doesn't exercise enough. and Okay. No. Um. <clears throat> like yeah criticize like her. a massive douche he yeah he's very into himself like bunches of instagram pictures of him at the gym during covid even like he would go to the gym and not wear a mask and people were like you know you have you have some babies at home who are micro preemies like if they get sick from this it could be really bad and he was just like shut up like you don't know my family you don't know this you don't know like super super offended um you know, I know they're big Trump supporters. Not that that's not that that necessarily makes them bad people, but uh, he was just like really it, rude about it. It can explain a lot of his behavior. It can explain a lot of his behavior. <laughs> and he was very, he's very into himself and very condescending. And he thinks that he's so attractive, but he just looks like a dad on steroids. Like, yeah. His, well, he looks like a mouse. His, Arms are way too big for his head, so he just looks stupid right now. (laughs) That's too bad. But, yeah, I noticed they came back. 
I know. I'm like, is this T like is TLC floundering if they're bringing back? But I don't think so. I I think they're fine because they've got all the 90 day crap. Yeah, to go off and, of. and Sister Wives, obviously. Yep. Oh God, I love Sister Wives. I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited for it to come back. Today we're going to be talking about John and Abby's wedding. John David and Abby's wedding. <laughs> it took place on November 3rd, 2018 in Ada, Oklahoma at First Baptist Church of Ada. Yep, at the Burnett's hometown. And instead of having the reception in the church or at a church, they had it at an airplane hangar, which in turn kind of made for a bunch of extra drama <laughs> for Jana, who coordinated the wedding. It really did. And I was at first really snarky about the area, but then I remembered Jess's wedding and how they were just all, it was a free-for-all outside with no direction whatsoever. So I appreciated yeah. it a little more. Uh-huh. It was <laughs> at least refreshing to see a little structure. Mm-hmm. So like all wedding specials, this had to open with something super monotonous and boring, which was John and Abby making candles. And they're making their unity candle for their actual like wedding ceremony. But before that, they made their mom's candles, which I guess was kind of nice. Yeah. And it was nice that they included Jenny too. It was. Jennifer was there for a little bit. And um, at one point they had made the mom's candles and they had used like food coloring or some kind of dye to make the candles. And then they had to clean out the little candle pot with they were trying to use hot water, but instead of hot water, John David had the brilliant idea to use a blowtorch. <laughs> uh, w- there was a more technical name for it that Abby actually knew very well <laughs> right away. Like she said, like it was like a three-worded yeah. term for it. And through all of this, nobody was wearing any kind of like flame retardant glove or oh, no, of course not. goggles, which again, you didn't really need for the candles, but once he popped out that flame or the uh yeah flamethrower yeah Yeah, blowtorch I don't know why I could not think of it all bets were off and she's just like what if he's so smart blah 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 it's like okay yeah meanwhile your contacts are probably melted to your eyeballs oh my gosh they're not really big on the safety no never for the other ones they just melted down a big bucket of crayons and I just pictured like the little boys doing their homeschool work and Jenny or someone was like, all right, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was cute that Jenny was there and I thought it was cute that they made them together. And it was just cute because John was just so enamored with her the whole time. It's like yeah. really refreshing kind of to see the love between them, the maturity and just, just to see a couple that you like de- know for sure found each other on their own and wants to be together yeah. because they want to be together. It was especially refreshing to see the maturity of them right after watching Kendra and Joy and Tori. Oh, yeah. But you know how a couple, like married couples, like older married couples kind of like morph into one being kind of like Mark and Susan, John and Kathy. Yeah. Like I feel like John and Abby already are there oh for sure yeah they're like up there with jen and i almost said jen and blessa (laughs) yeah like they talk the same 
Yeah, like they were always just supposed to be the, together. Yeah. I totally get that. And then they mentioned that they're going to be married not even six months since they were, or they were, they will be married not even six months after meeting. But I think it's also important to note that while they technically met six months before, their families had kind of known each other, obviously, because she had been, her family had been in IBLP for a while. I think. Right. So I'm sure they'd known about each other, but obviously, I guess they just hadn't really crossed paths until that point. Yeah, and they did the whole courtship thing, and I guess like a really quick texting sessions, and then courtship, and then engagement. Yeah, marriage. Like I mean, it, it sounded like, like they were. I mean, they were texting the same day, mm-hmm. and then but everybody was at some point said like they just started talking that day and never stopped. Yeah, so. I love too how in an episode before this, John just walked into the big house holding her hand and was like, hey, everyone, this is my girlfriend. I remember that because like Joy was crying. Yeah. I mean, not that that's interesting, but it was so it's so <laughs> funny to me. Well, because he had said some episode earlier was like, we always joked that one day yeah. I was just going to walk in with a girlfriend. And so he did. He walked yeah. in he's like, hey, guys, this is my girlfriend. So there was no like pantry talk. Oh God! No. Talk with Jim Bob or no. anything. He, they hand, they handled right over that. Mm-hmm. And he even said too, like their courtship roles were a little different than his siblings because he was so much older than them when they started well, courting. Yeah, good. Yeah, good for like I. I think they were the only couple that actually came up with their own rules rather than what their parents want. Right, and I wonder if Joe had just gotten married. I wonder if he was watching this like. Probably thinking back, like, why did I act like such an idiot? Or, like, why did I act like such a square? About Like, it's just courtship. He was, like, five years younger, but still, he was an adult. Yeah, he could have stepped it up a little bit. But that's why, yeah, John and Abby are definitely, like, a fan favorite couple. Mm -hmm. Um, There were definitely some moments of their wedding that were a hot mess, though. Oh, for sure. Like always. <laughs> so getting into that, Jana and Laura were the wedding coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, John and Abby asked Jana to kind of do everything, basically do everything. everything. And so she has her and Laura and then some of the brothers and probably some friends transport like all the decorations and everything from the big house to Oklahoma. They packed like they were moving for 10 they years. Packed- yeah, and she's like, we even packed some stuff we might not even need, which I can't, I mean, I can't hate on that. That sounds like something I'd do. But they packed apparently tons of stuff, and they got yeah. to Oklahoma, because I think it's only about three hours, and they got to mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and we're setting it up. So they get there, and they try to set everything up, and the keyword is try, because <laughs> it cuts to like seven hours later, and it looks like nothing really has been done there's really been no progress made there were like some other boys trying to help but they were like oh we do what's called redneck engineering and poor jana was like getting angry but jana angry you know she wasn't like yelling or being snippy with them she was just like (sighs) yeah very internalized (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yes yes she's very she internalizes everything she's like well it's just the way it is Mm mm-hmm this is when normal siblings would like rip you a new one and a fight would break out. But. Mm-hmm. 
And the main decoration for the reception is this large kind of canopy. They call it the centerpiece, but it kind of goes up almost like a chandelier. It goes up in the middle of the hangar. And it's kind of made, I think it's made of like vinyl tablecloths. Or like maybe like gold vinyl material. Mm-hmm. If you and... need a, de- a detailed visual of this, Jana drew um, a very de- <laughs> a very detailed map of what this will look like with the cake in the middle. And it looked like Gil Bates did it. Yeah, after seeing that, I was like, well, no wonder this took forever. <laughs> I mean, I could see being there to help and being like, I don't, you don't even know what you're wanting to do. So I can't help you. You right. have to give them something to do. So the boys are up on like this big lift, kind of like a crane. And they've hung up all the streamers and they go to release them down. And they're probably, I don't remember if they said how tall or high up it was, but it was pretty high up. Mm-hmm. And Jana is like, no, 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 don't. She's like begging them not to release these <laughs> tablecloths. Cause she's like, they're going to rip. Like, don't do it. And of course, one of them looks her like in the eye as much as he can from being up there, like looks right down at her and just like releases it. And they luckily, were probably they were probably just so proud of themselves too. Oh yeah, they're like, uh, well, first of all, also I can't imagine how else they would do it because it's not like I like imagine how time consuming and like tedious it would be to roll it down, like to like lower yourself and roll it down the whole time. So anyway, he releases it and she's just like, well, okay, fine. And luckily it doesn't rip and it looks fine. But I just, I felt her frustration in that moment of him just being like, let her rip guys. They always act like they're racing against the clock to get these weddings done. And some of, some of it, I wonder if it's producers that are like, kind of making it seem that way but in this case you know like I th- they might have like only had that space for a certain period of time and right got there late or something I don't know well and that's because I was thinking I'm like why didn't they plan better but yeah you know maybe they only could have it for a day like hold it for so long yeah they always act like oh this is gonna be an all-nighter like <laughs> yeah and have they not learned right but then Um, While that's all going down, we go back to Arkansas, where Lauren and Josiah are rehearsing the Blessing song, Mm -hmm. which is a far cry from the Loyalty song. This is an actual sort of hymn, and I don't think they sound that bad. No, I think Lauren has a very calming Mm -hmm. voice. Like, she's, she's not one to, like, you know, belt out, like, a real loud right like she's not trying too hard and she really has a good steady voice it's she's not like if she's nervous you can't really tell yeah and I think that song just fit her voice and her register really perfectly it really did it like kind of sounded like a lullaby it was like Mm -hmm. peaceful Mm -hmm. and even when she did belt at the end like their version of belting (laughs) it sounded pretty good yeah and they mentioned that they had just been on like a double date with John and Abby and John and Abby were like, yeah, we need somebody to sing this song because Abby's siblings had all had it performed at their wedding. So she wanted it performed at hers. And I guess Lauren and Josiah were like, oh, sure, we can do it. But also not really, they weren't really being serious about it. But then John and Abby were like, oh, okay, cool. Like that sounds great. 
So they're kind of stuck performing this, but I mean, it really, it works out fine. They sound great. They do. They were kind of still in the grieving process. Um, Lauren just had a miscarriage and it was really sad. I felt bad for them. I don't know if I would ask them to do this at this time, but maybe it helped get her mind off of it. I guess. Or maybe they just hadn't really talked to her one-on-one, like the producers hadn't since the miscarriage. And then you mentioned that she had lost a lot of blood. Yeah. She mentioned that. Yeah. That like really stood out to me. She was like, I lost so much blood for a few days. Josiah had to like carry me around and do everything for me. I did not know it could be that bad. I knew I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Right. Which I think that can happen because I know when specifically I've I'm not a medical professional and I probably shouldn't even say anything because for some reason, this is like the one thing that people really come after us on, um, even though we say we're not medical professionals. But Never I claim to be. Right. But what I think happens is if the fetus dies, like the heart stops, mm-hmm. then in some cases they have to give the mother, you know, some kind of medicine or treatment to make her go into labor so that she can pass it. And mm-hmm. that I think is what starts all the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like, like when they, kind of, yeah, like when they like go for an ultrasound and there's no heartbeat. Right. Because I think it, I kind of remember when that happened with Jubilee mm-hmm. and I feel like there was a moment where maybe the, one of the girls or Michelle, Michelle mentioned that it sounded like that's what she had to do. And like the girls mm-hmm. helped her through it, you know? Yeah. It's gotta be so heartbreaking too. And they always talk about with these, like, you have to go through all that pain and weakness and bleeding and everything when you don't have a baby to look forward to at the end there's no prize I know so sad that's so fucked up though not that part that's awful but like the the fact that Michelle always says like at least there's a baby at the end that's the prize of course it's really gotta be terrible when there's when that's the case I know or when it's not the case I know so that was just kind of a downer yeah But the next thing we know, it's the day before the wedding, and we're being treated to some footage of just the remaining Duggars, whatever, the last few final children at home. It's like 6 a.m., and they're all getting ready to leave. And you can Mm -hmm. kind of tell, they're like, we might as well film it, because it's not very staged. They're not really in, like, a performing mood. Yeah, like, Jessa comes home to boss everyone around. Right. Very typical. (laughs) Right. and. Josie is like dissociating she's got like a backpack on and she's like sitting the entire time she's like sitting on a bench like can we just go yeah Um, especially yeah not a lot of the little girls had a part in this wedding and I feel like when they don't have a part in the wedding and they've been to so many at this point they're just very like oh not over it but they're like another one I have to wake up early and do this again right but yeah, the atmosphere was just really odd and quiet with just like yeah. the little girls and Michelle and Jim Bob. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it was just kind of awkward because normally it's like when they used to go over there at 6 a.m., there's like 20 people in the house walking around and going to the bathroom, making breakfast, doing their hair. I bet too for this one, they didn't because for all the other weddings that have been in Arkansas, the Duggars were hosting a whole bunch of families at their house. And since this one was in Oklahoma, they were probably. Like, yeah, we're, we're actually, we actually don't have a whole lot of people here. We're leaving. Well, and they probably didn't have a lot to do as well. Yeah. It was kind of reminiscent of Turd and Nana's wedding. 
when they like loaded up the bus and went down to Florida to go to a wedding. Yeah. Um, and they had no clue what they were doing. Right. And I think they even mentioned it. They're like, it's kind of odd that we're traveling to the wedding. It's been a while mm-hmm. since a wedding was not local. Yeah. But finally, we're back in Oklahoma where Jana and Laura's crew is unloading the decorations for the ceremony. So they're at the church and they're trying to build this arbor. Uh, they call it an arbor, but it's kind of like a, again, like a hippa, an arch, but it is, it is an arbor mm-hmm. and it looks really sturdy. So I don't know mm-hmm. why they didn't build it ahead of time. They mentioned having put it together three times before and okay. taking it apart. So I don't know why they didn't just put it together because it doesn't seem, I don't know, but it didn't look like it would take up that much space and it looks really sturdy. So it didn't look like it would be too fragile on the drive, but you know, whatever. It looked and pretty fight, though, dark yeah. pink and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they fight about it because Jana gets <laughs> or misunderstands them for, I don't know, some one piece or another and they t- they fight over it for a long time and then she's finally like oh I thought you meant this piece and they're like no like it was to the point where I think even Laura was on the other team like Jana oh that's when and- they did the talking heads and they were like do you guys fight when you're planning weddings oh, yeah. and they're like sometimes yeah and it's like this is really weird it's like old married couple questions. I know but yeah it's like yeah sometimes because I can imagine Janet being a bitch and Laura being like, well, I'm the actual one that's going to have to do everything because you're going to be in the way, you know, like but, yeah, it's your family's sure. wedding. For sure. Kind of an odd dynamic there. Like if if it were somebody else's wedding and both of them were just in charge and not guests at it, I think it would have been easier. But I think they were kind of more ter- like Jana was a little more territorial over this one because John's her twin and everything. And she's like, absolutely. We're doing this my way. And Laura's more like, well you don't know how to plan a wedding. I do. And we're doing it my way. So I could, I could definitely see where the bickering could come in place. Yeah. Or being like, well, we've done this before, you know, I'm, you know, that I'm capable of Mm -hmm. being in charge. Like, so you can just leave this all to me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, then John and Abby arrive and she is wearing, Abby's wearing a hideous dress (laughs) and a sash that says bride to be because it's this is obviously like her bachelorette party no but I love that she wore the sash all day like you do you yeah. the dress it was white and it just had like a stripe of tie-dye purple mm-hmm. on the sides yeah it was it was a choice it was something. Yeah, she looked like she was going to the club yeah well um, she, like she was going to like an easter club true yeah <laughs> best I can describe it yeah um <clears throat> John is glowing in that purple shirt, though. He's wearing, like, a purple button-down to match the purple in her dress. Of course, they have to match. Of course. Of course. And they rehearse their vows, which are presided over by her dad. Everything seems to go well, I think, probably because, like you mentioned the other day, there's really nobody in the wedding except for her family and a couple of his brothers and Jana. It's Mm -hmm. so... Isn't that chaotic? I'm sure. Obviously, there was a lot of stuff still getting done. So 
I'm sure that was kind of why nobody was really in there, but there was no big, you know, commotion, no chaos. It went pretty well. They like took their vows, they're practicing their vows very seriously and they took the directions very seriously as opposed to the giddy teenagers that get up there. Right, like, like, I can't believe this. Right, almost like they're adults or something. Almost, as if. But yeah, there was no like zoo clamored around them. I do like the church. It felt like really homey. and It did. It was cute. Yeah. Abby calls John, John boy in the rehearsal. That ruined um, it. Yeah, that was really cringy. Like you guys were doing so well. Right. And she thinks it's so funny and I'm sure he loves it. (laughs) And everything seems to go well, probably because there aren't, you know, 85 people in the audience milling about. Mm -hmm. And then since that went so well, obviously there's not enough stress in this episode. We have to go back to the airplane hangar. Well, oh, for first they have to practice the drone prank. Oh God, forgot about this. But you're right. Since everything was going so well, they have to dugger it up and make Josiah fly a, a drone, which it really looked like they were just playing with the drone. They weren't practicing anything. They were playing. Yeah. They call this a prank. They're going to fly down Abby's ring attached to the drone from the balcony of the church. And they're like, it's just a prank. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we got to do a prank. This is and they kind of flash back to all the other like when someone repelled down yeah was it was that joan kendra yeah josiah repelled down Mm -hmm. you have to flash back to all that shit and then i don't know why i just blanked but then they're talking about this prank and i'm like this is just a surprise this is just a surprise fun element this is not a prank right at a A dugger wedding yeah when they act like they have no idea where the rings are that's not a prank anymore because that's expected. Well, <laughs> yeah, that too. But a prank is typically something that ends in embarrassment for one or more parties. Yeah, which, it's like, gotcha. Yeah, this is not really the case for this. It's just a fun party trick, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if the boys, though, were like, oh, let's avoid being in there with Jana right now and practice. Like, let's go practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drone slash playing around while well, Jana yells Yeah, and they're just trying desperately to connect it to anything. They're like, and technically, you know, flying and John's hobby is flying. So we're flying. His the personality. Ring. His personality, his <laughs> mean, the meaning of life. What do they call them? Planes and up. Planes and up. Yes. (laughs) That's my favorite. Do they call Joe anything? Uh, What do they call Uh, Joe? They call Kendra Giggles. Oh, Giggles and of Giggles? No, I don't think he's of Giggles because she has to be the of, but I don't think they have one. I know it's uh, Joy and Austin are nostrils and of nostrils. (laughs) That one's so books are books. books and of books. Jessa and Ben Ben are oh they had a good one. I forget what it was. I can't think of it. But anyway, um John and Abby are planes and of planes. Yeah. It's so good. I love all the Reddit nicknames. hmm Explain it to me like I'm joy. <laughs> I was looking at old Tumblr memes today. And I saw one where somebody had photoshopped Joy's face, Joy's head on Jack Skellington's body in Nightmare Before Christmas in that song where he goes, what's this? What's this? Da-da-da-da-da-da. What's this? What's this? And Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Yep. We're back at the airplane hangar and Jana is immediately stressing me out because mm-hmm. it is now like the night before the wedding. It's down to the minute and still not a lot is done. There's some tables and chairs out. I think like the brothers and Lauren Caldwell, poor Lauren Caldwell worked so mm-hmm. fucking hard these two days because she was helping, you know, with all this. And then fast forward at the rehearsal, there's one point when there's like a shot of Joe and Kendra, maybe taking a picture with John and Abby and Lauren's in the background, like holding baby Garrett. Mm -hmm. Like she just did not take a break. But Jana explains that some guy was supposed to come and install lights. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I guess they didn't. I want to know what she meant by that. Like if somebody was installing lights for the reception, because it didn't seem like they needed too many. Or I don't know what it was, but they hadn't. They're supposed to install what, like nine lights Mm -hmm. and they'd only done three. So Jana is stressed because they can't set everything up because they need to keep it empty for the lighting people. So what they have to do is set all the tables and chairs up. And then they'll take pictures of them all. And then the next day, and then they take it all down. And then after the lighting is finished, either the lighting people or some extra crew or whoever is the volunteer has to put all the tables and chairs back out. And I don't know. It just, it will still, by the end, it still looks so empty. It did. And again, like I was going to be snarky about the stupid folding black chairs. At a wedding, but then I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I remember dresses. <laughs> yeah, and but it, it wouldn't hurt to tie like some like a thick ribbon and a, I know. Know, like a sash around the chairs or whatever. And I wonder, do. yeah, I wonder if that was her intention. She just didn't have time, maybe, or if that was what they had done, and then the people that set it up for real, yeah. Because I mean, I could tell she wasn't really pleased with it or with herself. I'm sure she was like, well, this is what it is. I felt yeah. bad for her because like, she did not get to enjoy her brother's wedding at all. No. no. But that's what she gets for wanting Taking to do all too that. Much. Yeah, yeah, she took on too much. She did. And this whole time I'm like, I can't tell if she's jealous of Abby or wants to be Abby or is in love with Abby. Like, I just can't. <laughs> or is in love with John, you know. Like, she was kind of planning it like it was her wedding. Maybe. She kind of knew at this point, like, it'll be as good as it's going to get. Yeah, like, it'll be the last wedding for a while. Or, well, that's true. Um, or she I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what she thought. But, yeah, I felt bad for her. I mean, she was a bridesmaid. Like, especially when she was like, okay, I have to go get ready. And, like, she has right. to, leave to go get ready and leave everybody else up to the job right. that she was just, Like, I felt bad. but That would stress me the fuck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Finally, after what seems like days and weeks, it's now the wedding day and John and Abby are arriving together. Even though they're not going to do a first look, a first look, I sound like I'm saying costumes. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to do a first look, but they arrive together for whatever reason. Even though like they probably got married at like two or three o'clock it, they didn't have to wait that long they always need to really calm down about not seeing each other for a few hours right like it's four hours but I think you'll yeah. be okay like as if you're not going to be distracted I know with everything that you have to do 
they always really need to calm down about that. But her bridal suite, I think she like kicked everyone out except for her friend from nursing school who was doing her hair and makeup. And there's a sign on the there's a sign at the door that said bride's room. Please go like you don't have to serve. Good. I know it was weird that we didn't get like a getting ready montage or Mm -hmm. like because at every wedding, you know, you go into the room with like 80 girls and like Michelle cups. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle going, are you ready to see our bride? Yeah. Hold on to your your hearts. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, good for her. I'm going to sneak into the like room when you're getting ready for your wedding and I'm going to say, hold on to your hearts. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would die. And uh, laughter kicked out. <laughs> no, that would be so funny. Um, wow. Abby's friend is really nice. Like, she seems like a really nice girl, and um, mm-hmm. her name is Destiny, and she reminds me of Jazz Jennings. She's she does kind of dressed like her, or like they have the same hairstyle, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that negatively. Yeah, I liked her. Like, she seemed really nice, and she did a really good job of keeping Abby calm and chill, which is what yeah. she wanted. But, Although I don't think Abby cannot be calm. Yeah. She's yeah. just naturally really chill. But I don't think she did the best job. No, she, it's like Abby said, I really want natural. And she's like, say okay. no more. And really did natural. The makeup, it yeah, like he was so. looked very everyday, but the hair. I mean, she work. did, but she was doing tight ringlets. Yeah, it was it was bad. With her hair as thick as it is, it would have looked so gorgeous, straightened and then curled again. Yeah, like it, soft the body it would have had. Yeah, mm-hmm. like soft, soft curls. big curls. Yeah, even if she had the same hairstyle, if it were smoothed out, it looked it would have looked so much better. Because yeah, the hair that she had, it looked like she just did it herself, and it took her two minutes. It looked messy. Like I know they, I know they spent a lot of time on it, and they curled those already curled pieces Mm -hmm. tight. But she has really pretty, naturally curly hair, and it would have looked a lot better, I think, if they did like when Taylor Swift had curly hair back in the day, and she would wear it up for events and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about that, but it was it was up, but like a big chunk of it was out. It was (laughs) just bad. Yeah. They could have done so much better because her hair is naturally really pretty. Yeah, it was like it was just unflattering and the makeup was underwhelming. So together, it really didn't work for me. Yeah, she still looked great, but she could have looked so good. I know. And I guess the rest of the volunteers are back at the airplane hangar because it seems like somebody did the flowers wrong or they got delivered wrong. So Lauren Swanson Duggar is there. I'm sure she volunteered, much like Jeremy volunteers in a few minutes. Um, (laughs) And her and Jana, poor Jana is frantically, well, not frantically, but as frantically as she can, putting the bouquets together. I like the bouquets. Yeah. Abby's colors were pink and glitter, probably. Yeah. Pink and gold and white, I think. And I liked the flowers, but they didn't quite match the pink. They were more like peachy I saw at least five different shades of pink yeah and they were just not the blush baby pink that I think was everywhere else in the wedding so it kind of I mean they were still beautiful they looked great Mm -hmm. but I was like how hard is it to get (laughs) roses that match you know 
It's not yeah. an uncommon shade of pink. Like it was like every time I blinked, I saw a different shade. Like the the flowers on the what was it the arbor thing mm-hmm. where it was like hot pink, and then the bridesmaids' dresses were like that sparkly. It just kind of looked like Hannah Montana. That's what I. It was like said. a champagne pink. Champagne pink, and then the flower girl dresses were really sparkly, shiny, kind of like dress up girl yeah dresses with someone made one of them wear white leggings underneath which looked even more like Hannah Montana I could see that like when kids dressed up like Hannah Montana yeah with the stringy wigs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah oh so then we're over with John and he's getting ready with the groomsmen (laughs) and they're kind of teasing him about all the glitter and asking him what he feels how he feels about all the glitter because Abby like John says it's a glitter girl and he says it gives him the yucks, but <laughs> this is how you know he's like a nice guy and he loves yeah. her. Is that he's like, she's a glitter girl, so I'm a glitter guy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. I've always thought it was so cute, just the way he was like, she's a glitter girl. Like, uh, I love he he loves her so much. He does. It's this so refreshing. Really and then it goes to Jackson and Tyler. They ask them how they feel about glitter, and they act like. They act like he asked how you feel about, like, vomit or something. It's like they said, have you ever had a baby puke on you? That, yeah. And th- that's how they reacted. They're like, oh, oh yeah. glitter. It's the most horrible thing in the yeah. world. It's like, you're not young enough to get away with this shit. You're not young <laughs> and so dramatic enough. about it. Yeah, it's gross. They did these talking heads a lot. Like, they did it with the smelling the candles in the beginning, Jesus, too. yeah. In the more recent episodes, they're like, oh, we need a filler. Let's ask some of the other couples questions about what the other couples are doing, what the main couple is doing. Like normally in a regular episode, they're funny and they make sense. But it was just like by the third time they did it in this, I was like, can we just talk about the wedding? Like, I don't care if anybody knows what Zoolander is. Like, stop. And then they they throw Jess's pregnancy announcement in with with those. Like with the talking That's heads. That's true. Like, Although, oh, yeah, by the sure. way, Jess is pregnant. You know what's so weird is that I've always wondered if, okay, this is also why I want that like unreleased season or yeah. whatever they have of that unreleased season in 2015 to be released. Cause I want to see, I want to know, I don't think we've ever found out how she told everybody about Spurgeon, like that she was pregnant with Spurgeon. Not that that's a big deal, but you know how these people are. I'm sure they had it on film somehow. I'm sure she did something big. Right. And so for this one, I was like, oh, well, it is her third. And then I was like, but we didn't get to see how she announced Spurgeon. So Mm -hmm. I am, it is interesting that she just decided to like, light all that, like let everybody else tell them. (laughs) It was giving Joanne Austin texting, quotes, texting everybody Mm -hmm. in the family to say they were expecting. Oh my gosh. Yay. So excited for y'all. Yeah. Like while they're in so the club, underwhelming. They're going to tell yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Over in the sanctuary, this is where Jeremy, <laughs> this is actually really funny. He they're like, So yeah. what are you doing, Jeremy? And he's like, Well, I he didn't say this, but he was just, you know, being a polite person and made the mistake of asking Laura if he could help out if there was anything that needed to be done. And she instructed him to vacuum the aisle. Which I guess is a, a thing that should be done. I don't know how dirty aisles get, though. But 
he vacuums the aisle and the funny thing is that ginger's standing kind of to the side with and she's got felicity mm-hmm. and she's like watching him like yeah this is what you get for being stupid enough to ask yeah and know. then he and then he looks down on the carpet and is like oh there's like black streaks yeah like like grease from the wheels or something because also like yeah. the vacuum looks like it's from 1972 yeah with that <laughs> big bag yeah so of course it leaves streaks from the wheels on the carpet and he's like well shit he knew better um, than to tell Laura about that though oh yeah he's like well I'm just gonna stop but that was kind of funny because Ginger just yeah, like funny. this is what you get for asking yeah you should have asked to help with one of these stupid like <laughs> yeah it's on you when they're getting ready to Abby keeps saying over and over like I never thought I'd get married I just kind of thought yeah you know I'm happy with my job I'll just be a nurse and be single forever I was like girl you are 26 I know like at the time I was like yeah you are old and not really but it's like in funny terms and now I'm like girl you're 26 that just shows how much pressure they put on these people from such a young age yeah that they think that if if they're single at 26 that's like ancient and you're never going to get married then at that point right and it reminds me of today I was listening to I just discovered the Sojo Files podcasts and I was listening to her podcast today with Jenny Rochelle. And Jenny grew up with the Duggars kind of uh, around them. And she was kind of like, it seemed like she kind of always had like one foot in, one foot out in terms uh-huh. of like her family. Because um, her parents were divorced. So she kind of had like both sides, it sounds. Mm-hmm. But it was she was very much involved with the church and the Duggars. And she was not Jane Doe number five. But she was a Duggar babysitter and she was telling her whole story and it was very fascinating. So everybody should go listen to that. But she talked about how obviously you're taught to get married and your only worth is to get married and to be a wife. Not your only worth, but like that's your job. Like it's Mm -hmm. what you are trained to do. So she got married when she was 22. I think she had kind of been pulling herself out of it before she got married so she was still in and out but she got married when she was 22 and her husband ended up cheating on her and getting a woman pregnant twice and I believe she had gone to Michelle and Jim Bob for counseling see this is where it's like so Mm. you were out but you weren't out yeah like she was still kind of trapped in that and they basically told her not that it was her fault but like insinuated that it was and Instead of being like, yeah, divorce him. Because biblically, she had a reason to end the marriage. And they were still like, you should stay with him and help him raise the child. His extramarital child. Uh -uh. Yeah, of course he did. Oh my gosh. These people should not be giving others advice. No. And that's, I mean, yeah, it was really sad and gross. But her story is amazing. And so is this woman, Mary Murphy, who I just started listening to after Because I don't know why, but I had just not, I had heard about them because I'd watched like a YouTube video of Mm -hmm. Sojo and I'd heard people mention Sojo Files, but I hadn't listened to anything. And I was on podcasts and I found it that because I'd saved it like a month ago when Shiny Happy People and everything was out Mm -hmm. and I just never listened to it. So I listened to it today and it was great. It's just really interesting to hear the stories from IBLP members who were local to the Duggars that aren't Kendra or I don't know you know they're not in with the Duggars but they were in you know 
right kind of before they weren't on tv with him but right but they still are friends and i found jenny on yeah, instagram and jill and jessa or jill and J- jill and ginger follow her Ooh. so but that's how it is it's like you're trained to be like well i guess i'll just live with my parents like nobody wants me and i'm 25 mm. like i that's wonder sweet. what the cutoff for anyone out there, if a fundy gives you advice like that and you know what's wrong, you don't have to take it. <laughs> right. Where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, take the clue. Mm-hmm. But it was just so fascinating that, that she was like, I got married and then I had a biblical reason to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And they're still saying that my only worth is marriage. So I, mean, I could. Yeah, they, they gave that advice to Anna, too. Like, don't divorce well, her and look how well that worked out for her. But anyway, so we go back to Abby is she's getting in her dress or she's in her dress now and she's all done up and she does the first look with her bridesmaids and she's mm-hmm. really cute because she's like, oh, you guys are the pretty ones. Yeah. Um, what did you think about her dress? I like it. I like it. I think the bling is nice, but I think it would have served. I don't know. Okay. Sometimes I love the bling. But the bling is so, like, 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. kind of. Just the way that Renee does bling, like, belts and collars yeah. and stuff, it's just so <laughs> thick. I know. Which so was, chunky. like, in, I guess in at the time. Right. Abby's was definitely better than Tori Bates's collar. But yeah. I think she could have done without the belt. Maybe something a little more like a ribbon Mm-hmm. and but I really like the skirt I think because they did like some kind of panning over it and some shots of the whole dress and you could see mm-hmm. a couple little like crystals in the skirt yeah it was really pretty and I really do like the dress and I like how she has the headband to match the belt yeah. and all in all I think it's weird because it's very slimming and beautiful but at mm-hmm. the same time I'm like but it could have used a little more poof but then it also it's like I don't think it would have been pretty if it were poofier mm-hmm. It's just, it's confusing. I think it's perfectly proportioned and I really like it. I just think the belt is kind of chunky. Yeah, I agree. I like the skirt a lot with the subtle sparkle and it wasn't too long, wasn't too poofy. And I like the top too. I like the sleeves, how they were like the thick straps instead of like the t-shirt sleeves. Uh Um, How they don't come all the way down the shoulder. They just kind of stop. Yeah. I know they don't do this and this will never happen at a Duggar wedding, but I i mean, I think she would have looked so good with like some cleavage showing. <laughs> Is that creepy? No, Probably. it's not. I don't think not so like a, because. Not like a lot, you know. No, just, but sometimes yeah. it would just complement the outfit. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I had cleavage, babe, you'd see it Same. all day. Same. And she has it. I think she just, I mean. I would assume. Know. I don't know. It's, well, that's, it's hard. Like, it's so weird how like. Some girls like Lauren Swanson and um, Joy, it's like, oh, yeah, you do have the cleavage. Mm-hmm. And then some, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think she does, like, because she, I mean, she just has a very mature look to her. And this would have yeah. just made her look so much more elegant and mature. And that's true. Um, I don't know. I, no, I, I don't think that's weird. I think it, because <laughs> I think it would have been really pretty with the dress. I think it, yeah. the dress would have been really nice if it were a little lower cut. Mm-hmm. Not v neck. I hate 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 when they have v-neck dresses I'm so over v-necks mm-hmm. but if it were just a little bit lower cut just a little bit under under the hollow 
Yeah. Yeah. But I really do like the dress and I love the veil. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I feel like they've worn the same veil or every bride has worn the same veil. I think she had the exact same veil or a very similar one to Kendra. And yeah. so maybe even Lauren, I can't, if I can't, if I can remember Lauren's. It was. Because they all uh, have like the beaded um, yeah, trim, which I think is uh, really pretty. Kind of looks like a cupcake at some point with her hair. Um, was her veil long? It was medium length. It okay. was like kind of to her elbows. Benefit I think. from a longer veil. Yeah, I but so. everybody could. <laughs> I think this was my favorite Duggar wedding dress overall. Yeah. I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. So far, it's my favorite Miss Renee dress. Mm-hmm. Next to Tories. Yeah. And Gingers, I would give it probably a seven and a half or mm-hmm. an eight. I can't really, like, I don't love it enough. Like I'm not head over heels for it, but in terms of like compared to every other dress, I really do love it. Yeah. And I think it fits her personality perfectly. I think so too. Although sometimes I'm like, I feel like the bling was really subtle for somebody who really likes bling. But then at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, I feel like she's one of those people that says they like bling but then Mm -hmm. probably can't pull off the bling. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like how we were like, Kendra's dress was just her personality. It was big and bubbly (laughs) and sparkly. Yeah. Whereas Abby's just pretty chill and mature. Yeah. Had the right amount. It wasn't too much. Mm -hmm. Another thing I love about Abby's, I love how serious and sure she is about John, which I know we kind of touched on it earlier about how mature they are. And it's so fascinating and, nice to see but I, that's one thing I really love is she's just steady she's just steady as him mm-hmm. and I think that's why they complement each other really well and she was like I am all about anticipation I do not want to do a first look like this right. is how I want the girls to line up like she was very decisive about things mm-hmm. and that's and- how you can tell that they're not worried about how they're gonna look she was not worried about how she was gonna look to John yeah whereas sometimes I feel like for fun days the first look could be like for joy a chance to be like what do you want me to wear should I wear a veil should it's I whatever you off? want right but for her she's like I don't want him to see me until I'm coming mm-hmm. like he's not gonna care if I'm wearing a paper bag well he might but you know <laughs> as long as she's wearing a skirt <laughs> yeah but like that like it's nice she's like no we're doing the build-up mm-hmm. because we've been waiting for each other mm-hmm. so I really respect that about her me too and I love that she makes John she makes John seem like a bubbly person yeah she like exasperate not exacerbates she emphasizes her personality Mm -hmm. it's really nice it's cute to see yeah it is at this point I had looked up his groomsmen and the the bridesmaid and the groomsmen and the bridesmaids were basically all of Abby's sisters and like one or two sisters-in-law and Jana Mm -hmm. maybe a friend and then I couldn't really find any information on John's, but his best man was Joe. And unfortunately, Josh was in the wedding. And I wonder if that was his choice or if he felt obligated. I don't know because none of the other felt obligated to have him in their wedding. A lot of them had Anna. And he's the only one that like publicly basically denounced him. Exactly. Kelly or on the whatever that first interview was. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to be like him anymore. And I thought, I always thought that was such a breakthrough for him. So I was very 
I was very disappointed to see, to read that and then to be like, what? And then I was I watching it. And when you can see when they're taking the groomsmen's pictures, there's a shot of, you know, the typical John stands, the groom stands up front and then the groomsmen are behind him. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly see like three are on one side and then you only see two on the other side. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, okay, well, I know who that is. Yeah, I was really surprised. And then Israel was a ring bearer. That was surprising too, because Jill wasn't on the show anymore at this point. Yeah. And, but I, yeah, that was really cute. Mm-hmm. Although, and we, st- we didn't really see him. So no. I wonder how they worked that out. Maybe he stood, he probably stood under Josh. Maybe they were and like, Josh, right, you two I'm sure they put the, him and Josh to like the side or yeah. he walked down and then went and sat down. I don't know, but that is odd. Yeah. It was Israel Mason was a ring bearer too. And then Abby's nephew. And then the flower girls were Meredith, Jordan, and then like Abby's niece or sister or someone. Mm-hmm. Wait, so. Mason. Okay. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. getting confused with the other weddings where Mason was like not born yet. Oh, yeah. Mason was ring bear. Meredith was a flower girl and she was really oh, cute. Oh, my God. I love Meredith. She is just cute as a button. And I don't yeah, say that about all these. I don't say that about kids. Typically, she was so fucking cute. She was. They don't deserve her. No. And she just it, I think she's cute because she kind of looks like Josh and Anna, but she I think. Looks. I don't know, just not like all their other kids, but like she does. Yeah. But sometimes, in a way, like, she doesn't. Yeah. But she's just so stinking cute. She was. She was standing there, and she just looked precious. No. Um, I know. She's one where I'm like, I hope she's okay. Like, I hope that <sighs> nobody ever touches her. Right? That sounds weird, but. I did not like uh, Michelle's plum bell sleeve dress. I... <laughs> I'm torn, because compared to... A lot of the other dresses that she's worn, it's not horrible. And she didn't look bad in it. No, but it is it's kind just, of boring. It was not a mother of the bride dress. I mean, she I, that is true. It was very much um wedding guest. Yeah. I mean, she went all out for the other ones, but it was just like plain plum with a giant chunky necklace. I mean, I know that was in at the time, but right. Chunky kind necklace of. that ruined it. And her hair looked more poodle-ish than usual. It was very poodle-ish. It was very frizzy and poodle-ish. Yeah. But I didn't love Abby's mom's dress either. I liked the dress. I just didn't like that, like, electric blue. Yeah, I agree. It was too, I think it clashed too much. Yeah, it was was a nice dress. Wrong color, but they went up to, like, the unity candle together. And every single time I see Michelle with the other mom of the person getting married, I always think the other mom looks better. It's so jarring to see, like, a mom that, like, has a real haircut and Mm -hmm. normal outfit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We already talked about Zoolander. I don't really care. The photographer asks the groomsman, she's like, do your best Zoolander. Of course, then the producers have to ask everybody on the couch, have you seen Zoolander? What's Zoolander? And really, obviously, nobody knows. Kendra was just making fun of the question, like, Blue Lander? Yeah, it's like, can it's it may not be the best movie ever but it's a real movie so shut up Mm -hmm. obviously jeremy knew what it was i think ben might have known because he seemed like he was really into it and like trying to get to do the face 
Jess is never really embarrassed in those, but she was mortified in this one. She was like, yeah. no, no, we're not. We're not. I don't know if she was just like so offended <laughs> because it was a secular movie or something. She probably just not in the mood, <laughs> which she seems like she's not in the mood like 90% of the time she's doing interviews, but still. Um, yeah. It was really bad. But after that cringe fest, we're treated to another as Jim Bob and John are talking. Well, Jim Bob is mostly talking about how not even six months ago, Mama and I were signing books and just about right here is where, like, explaining to John how John met Abby. And John like, just like, mm-hmm. telling him how he, like, he was, uh, it was so, st- I'm like, Jim Bob, shut up. I, I got the sense that Jim Bob and John are not very close. Like, oh no, they, he, they had nothing to say to each other. No, it was very stupid. Like he was mansplaining yeah. to his son how his son <laughs> is a, an encounter that his son had with somebody yeah. else. It was so weird. But also, the only other thing I was like, or not the only thing, but like when I was watching this, I was like, I can't believe they were having like book signings in 2018, like still signing mm-hmm. books because they hadn't had like a recent book. They're probably still signing their, like, book from 2009. And people still are showing like, up to see these speak. people. Yeah. 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 But good for them because, not good for them, but glad they did just this one time so that John <laughs> and Abby could meet. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Joe, or John does not seem into the da- his dad talking to him at all. He's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, uh-huh. Yep. Right there. Can I get married well, now? he's a little into it because, of course, he likes to talk about Abby. But, yeah, he yeah. was like, yep. Oh, when the bridesmaids and groomsmen were walking down, Joe and Abby's sister looked so – were walking down together, and they looked so much like John and Abby. Like yeah, the they si- looked like a couple. They looked – they did. And the sister looked so much like Abby, like – they looked like twins, and then Joe looked so much like John. I was like, did John and Abby, like, change and go be a bridesmaid and groomsman for a second? Yeah. When Abby was taking pictures with her sisters and, like, the bridesmaids, mm-hmm. it was so weird to have, like, all her sisters, all their faces together. Because if you lined her sisters up, you could do, like, an Animorphs stages yeah. with, like, the one that looks the least like Abby. And then this one looks a little more like Abby. And then this one looks a little more like Abby. It's so oh, funny yeah. to me. Because the all one, her siblings yeah. have, like, kind of the same face. They all have their dad's yeah. face. They do. It's so funny. And the sister walking with Joe looked more like Abby than Abby does. Yeah. It, just mm-hmm. like Abby looks kind of like uh, Jana. Mm-hmm. And Jana looks kind of like Claire. Mm-hmm. So everyone's starting to walk down the aisle. And John is up there. And Joe walks up, gets up there. And when Abby starts to walk down the aisle with her dad... They show everybody looking at everybody. And I don't know if this was the part, but at some point, Joe is looking up at John and he's just like beaming like a proud mom. (laughs) It's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute how Joe all of a sudden was like, like, I don't know, like maybe being a dad gave him like Mm -hmm. a little bit of personality or like a little confidence because he like was pretty chatty. Yeah, Joe really came out of his shell after uh-huh. meeting Kendra. Yeah, I love that for him, but it was so funny. She, he was just, like, smiling so <laughs> hard at John, like, just looking up at him, like, yep. And they um, played this, this, like, trumpet music, which was kind of cool. I liked it, and oh. I was, like, trying to Spotify it, or <laughs> I was trying to Kazam. Kazam it, and it didn't work. 
So if anybody knows what song that is, I actually didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but um, the one where when Abby started walking down with her dad, it kind of sounded like carnival music a little bit. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> oh my god, that is one of the songs that cracks me up. I play it like <laughs> just and just think about weird situations. That sounds weird, yeah. but like I don't know what I'm trying to reference when I'm thinking of people like being messy. Yeah. All I can hear in my head is very fitting for a Duggar wedding, though. Literally, just that is what plays in my head when I look at Jim Bob's face. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So her dad walks her down the aisle. And instead of when the minister says, Who gives this woman to be with this man? Instead of saying, Her mother and I, her dad says, and I quote, God gave Abby Grace Burnett to her mom and I but only as stewards for a season. And this is the end of that season and the beginning of your season. We believe that God would have us, her mother and I, to transfer to this man of God. The the God, this is really fucking hard to read. No wonder it barely sounded like competent or like coherent when he was saying it. Oh, right. We believe that God would have us, her mother and I, to transfer to this man of God, the God-given responsibility and blessing that comes with marriage to our daughter, Abby. And we do so with joyful hearts and our fullest blessing. Like, okay. See, this is why nobody needed to ask the question. And they didn't need two officiants. They had this pastor from Texas that Joe or um, that John got close to when he was over there. And then they had Abby's dad. But really, Abby's dad clearly wanted it to just be him because he makes that speech in the beginning. And then the Texas pastor talks for a minute and then they do this really awkward switch for yeah. Abby to come back. And so, it's like, just have the, just have the dad at that point. So they say like, I forgot his name, but the minister, they're like, he's going to do our wedding, but my dad is going to do the vows. It's like, okay, great. So he does that whole spiel and then they go up and the minister talks for about two minutes, which mm-hmm. it could have been cut out. I'm sure they cut down a lot because most of these weddings when you find the full thing on YouTube are like over an hour long oh yeah but it seems like he only talks for about two minutes and then he's like well the next thing I can think of is something for your father you know like I can't think of anybody else that would want to do this more than a dad so Mr. Burnett will come up and do this part it was so awkward too when they switch and it's just like dead silent while they right make the switch is awkward you know yeah I, mean? I said after this brief speech he brings mr burnett on stage to facilitate the wedding vows and then in a talking head abby painfully explains why her and john decided to write their own vows even though technically they really didn't write their own vows they just wrote an outline of what they wanted to say and then yeah. tweaked them it seemed like Joe John's was so short and sweet compared to hers. Yeah, hers were uh, and so they were much basically shorter. the same. So John's were. vows were: I, John, take you, Abby, to be my cherished wife for as long as we both shall live. You are my virtuous woman. I could have lived without that. Um, all the things in the world pale in comparison to you. I will love and cherish, honor and respect, encourage and lead you by my example. That's a little weird. I will rejoice with you when you're happy and comfort you and wipe away your tears when you are sad. I look forward to spending each day 
and growing old with you. I love you, Abby. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Then Abby had her vows and I was like, oh, these are just the same vows. <laughs> she says, I, Abby, take you, John, to be my beloved husband for as long as we both shall live. You are a gracious gift to me sent from God. You are above and beyond anything I ever dreamed of, and I'm honored and humbled to have you as my husband. I will love, cherish, honor, and respect you. I will love you unconditionally and without reservation. I will go where you go, lodge where you lodge, and fly where you fly. (laughs) And then I think that's it. She says, I love you, sugar muffin. Oh, yeah, sugar muffin. And everybody laughs. And then, of course, back to the interviews. (laughs) They ask them about that nickname and then they kind of deny it well like she got a little embarrassed and john was like because they asked the other couples like what nicknames they have and they're like well not that and abby's like yeah right i don't even eat muffins or sugar and i I could say gluten-free sugar-free muffin but that's funny it was funny though when they asked join austin and joy was like what the fuck no huh babe (laughs) (laughs) what Sugar muffin? What's that? That sounds good. <laughs> Although the funny part was Josiah and Lauren, and Lauren was like denying it. She's like, oh no, we don't do, we don't use it. I think it'd be weird if he called me sugar muffin. And then he goes, well, I call you sugar baby. And she's like, and she, she's uh, like, she like, mortified. is like, we're caught. Yeah. <laughs> she's like caught red handed. She's like, uh, well, he just called me sugar baby. But that's like it's in like private. Public. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's cute. Like, yeah. I think that they're a good couple for the most part. I think they make each other laugh. They definitely, that made yeah. me laugh. Just the and way then, she's like, uh, well, yeah, he does call me sugar baby <laughs> in private. Yeah, that was funny. And then John was like, we don't have any embarrassing nicknames. Other people might be embarrassed by them, but we're not. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, sugar muffin. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, so this minister comes back and he reminds me his hair is parted in such a way that he looks like Bulby, the Russian kid from Jimmy Neutron (laughs) or Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Also, I was like, why would he, I hate when he says, Abby, I'm going to be honest. I don't really know where your ring is. Like that's fucking unprofessional. Why would you say that? (laughs) I mean, I I know it's a joke, but I'm like, even if it, was a joke like that's rude i know but abby was just like okay i don't like, stick her out necessarily she's probably like yeah you're not really supposed to you're not the bride's or you're not the groomsman that too and then it's like yeah and but she i don't think she was too worried because like they do something like this at every single wedding mm-hmm. and even the producer was like then you remembered you're marrying a dugger and she was like yeah yeah for a second i took that as like and then you remembered you're marrying a bunch of narcissists <laughs> that like to show off. But no, it was just like, you remember it. It's a Duggar wedding. There's got to be a prank somewhere. Right. Um, even though I stand by it, that's hardly a prank. Not really. Um, yeah. It was just so dumb. So the drone comes down and wow, a drone delivered the ring. I liked it. I liked it better than like the the repelling and like the. That's true. Oh no! It's less blocked. distracting than that, yeah. and it fitted them because planes and of planes flying. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's suspended <laughs> in the air like a plane. I did think it was hysterical when Ben was talking about it later on, and he's like, "I really 
was almost facepalmy at that. Like he was so seriously <laughs> like done. He was literally even just being like, I almost had to facepalm because of <laughs> course they were going to do something stupid like that. Yeah. Which again, cool. same. Can you imagine if they did something stupid like that at Jess's wedding? She would have murdered them. No, she would have literally, oh, she would have exploded. <laughs> they knew better. Yeah. And then we are finally again spared a loss and Bates performance since the, a Duggar wedding. <laughs> Josiah and Lauren go to the stage to perform the Unity Candle song, aka the Blessing song. And I really liked their performance. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job. Yeah, they did. Your children to your children's children. Nailed it. All right, no. May you live to meet your children's children. They will say, like, there are parts when she was belting at the end and she was like, may you live to see your children's children. Yeah, she kind of whispers. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to belt I'm it. Like, okay. Well... You were good until that. No, I'm just yeah. she did a great job. And I she think did. Josiah did the good. He had good harmony, whatever. He did good because I could barely hear him. Right. And that's <laughs> how it should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rest of the vows, I will rejoice when happy. Something like that. And then I love you, sugar muffin. <laughs> so then, of course, it is time for the moment we've all been waiting for, the handshake. I'm just kidding. But that's what the minister said. The kiss. It took about 10 years off my life. So here's the thing. When I first saw it and what John does is he like kisses her hand, then her other hand, and then everyone's like smiling and then he kisses her shoulder and then the other shoulder and everyone's like, okay, come on. Well, that's the thing I think he could have done without the shoulders. Yeah. And then forehead and then lips. And he takes his time and like, if that were their first kiss, but in private, it would have been great. Private actually, and naked. Yeah. I actually didn't mind it until everybody else was so snarky about it. And they were all like, that was yeah. so awkward. I wanted to punch him in the face and like get him off the stage. <laughs> they were all so- like, he took way too long. It's oh, like they were pissed. So They're like, I was waiting for the kiss. And it's yeah. like, okay, at least you got one. Jeez. Yeah, and I mean, it was like time. He was, he was like, playing into the joke. Like, yeah. he had been waiting for it. He's going to make you guys wait for it, too. Mm-hmm. It was very cringy, but I thought it was funny. I did, too. I did. Uh, I, I liked it until everyone else made so much fun. I li- I would have liked it without the shoulder kiss. Yes. Though. I think that yeah. was like a little, just immediately made it weird. And the, what ruined it completely was when Jim, Bob, and Michelle reenacted it. And then Jessa and Ben. Ben was, like, on one in this episode. <laughs> he was, like, wasted. I don't know. He was, like, attacking Jessa with kisses. The only one that did it perfectly or that did a good job reenacting it was Josiah and Lauren. Yeah. So now we are over at the airplane hangar. It looks barely decorated. And I think at that point, Jana had just given up. She was, like, she had to breathe. And I think one of the streamers had fallen and she's like, well, at least it's just one less to clean up. Like she had, (laughs) she had closed the door on that chapter of her life (laughs) or closed the book on that chapter of her life. I thought it was funny how they had bounce houses at the wedding, like outside the hangar, but at the same time, like, actually it's kind of smart, like get the kids out, give them something to do. 
Although then I'm just imagining just all the pandemonium going on there with like 13 year olds that are probably put in charge of these bounce houses. Oh my gosh. Because it is a giant kids party. That's all these are. Right. I mean, yeah. Although I'm not opposed to having a bounce house. I would love to have a carnival wedding. That sounds bad. Like not a carny wedding, but like a carnival wedding. Like that'd be the theme? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a fun, like, circ- not, okay. Anyway, I say it, it sounds weird, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Carnival a- aspects. One of our proms was carnival themed. It was actually really that? fun. I about turned it off. I about turned it off when I saw them suck each other's fingers after they gave each other the cake. Why does every, that is so sick to me. Like you just had your first kiss 20 minutes ago and now you're already going to suck your, suck each other's fingers in front of a thousand people. That's disgusting. I think Jill started that and then, I don't know. Oh yeah. That's foul. It's so weird. And John's like giving this speech, thanking everybody for coming and kind of saying goodbye. And there was somebody like in the front row, some guy was just hardcore filming it with his phone. And like, sir, you're gonna, first of all, why do you care? Second Mm -hmm. of all, like, why would you want to keep this? (laughs) Second of all, there's a camera right behind you filming it. Right. Maybe he was just taking pictures, but it looked like he was filming it. It made no sense. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when I was also like, Kendra and Joe brought their uh, nanny Lauren. That's so nice of them <laughs> to take care of their baby. Because they were walking around and she was just following them with Garrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the end of my notes. They served breakfast food at the reception. Allegedly. I saw the signs. Oh. They had those signs labeled. I saw oh, yeah, waffle, bacon. bacon, and I don't know. I saw waffle and bacon. That's definitely a step up from. Yeah, I don't. Everyone gets a melted root beer float. Particularly if I were there, I would have been disappointed because I don't love breakfast food. Like I have to be in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm not one of those people that's like, I could eat it day or night. Like, no, I don't mm-hmm. like it that much. But yeah. I mean, it's not the worst idea for food. Obviously for these people who aren't, if they're going to have any food at all, it's oh step up but you know what I mean yeah true at least they had food to serve at least I have a husband at least they have a husband at least we serve food (laughs) um the bar is low the bar's in hell (laughs) bar's in hell with that lady stirring tuna salad with her arm oh my god oh god they obviously have to planes and oak planes have to leave their wedding via airplane and all I could think about is I've never been on one, like on a plane, that, you know, by a personal pilot that I know, like a small plane mm-hmm. like that. But my mom has, she did a couple of years ago. Is this scary? And probably she <laughs> had many bottles with her. Uh-huh. And I think she tried to sleep, but she couldn't. But anyway, all I could think about is how, unless somebody else did it for him, don't you have to spend like an hour prepping your plane? You have to like do all your checks. Oh, probably. Yeah. So I was just imagining how like awkward it would be for him to just be over there in his tuxedo, like checking all his little doodads and filters yeah. and stuff. But maybe somebody else, like one of the brothers Jana. did it. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody else did the check so that he could spend time at the reception. Yeah, maybe. But it still did not 
like it's a cool way to leave but I was also like I'm not this type of person but all I could think about is everybody's watching them and clapping what if they just nosedived like <laughs> you- I kind of thought that too I mean how could you not right I mean you could and it's you don't have to but for some reason I was just like just with the way they make the made planes his personality I know and I was just like what if it just plummeted that would have been so sad anyway so that was John and Abby's wedding mm-hmm. yeah and they have I know they have Gracie she was born on tv and then <laughs> she was born on tv I don't know why that's a funny thing. um <laughs> they um, have more right they have Charlie Charlie that's right and on Fendi Wikipedia they have the cutest picture of them mm. they're such cute yeah. kids Actually, yeah. I know I said Meredith was my favorite grandkid, like the cutest to me, but maybe Charlie and Gracie are up there too. They're mm-hmm. so stinking cute. They're really cute. I don't know why Abby had to quit being a nurse though before they were born. Like she quit I don't... when she was planning her wedding. You don't have to quit your job to plan your wedding. No, but I could see them quitting because it's only what, like two months and you got to do everything. But mm-hmm. I agree. I thought she got her Arkansas license, though. Oh, did she? I think so. I remember John saying later, like, if she wanted to go back to work, I would support it. So, yeah, hopefully she does. But also she now has an excuse to help him with Metacorps. Mm-hmm. And honestly, good for her. They need somebody with some kind of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep it at two kids. What do you think? I can't decide. They might have, like, one or two more, but I don't think they're going to have a lot. Yeah. Maybe they'll have another in, like, a couple years. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't see them having a baby factory, like Joe and Kendra. Yeah. But the ones they do have are really cute. Yeah. But, yeah, that was their wedding. Emily, what did you learn? Um, I learned that it it was too much for Jana, and... If someone is in your wedding, don't give them that much responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, you just taught me. Probably don't leave on a plane because what if? Just too risky. Yep. Yeah. What did you learn? Well, you stole the first one. I mean, we had the same yeah. first one. I, if you're in the wedding, don't be a wedding planner. Mm-mm. Or if you have, if you're the wedding planner and you're in the wedding, Give your responsibilities to somebody else. Yeah. Make sure yeah. that there are plenty of people that can carry out your vision. Yes. I learned that wedding hangers are probably not the best place for receptions because they're just really ugly mm-hmm. and it looked cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like choose yeah. a room that's like already pretty and then you just decorate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Or a room that. You can, like, they kept saying throughout the episode, once we got in there and we put decorations up, we didn't realize how big the place was going to be and that the decorations were not going to really make a difference. Right. Because it was just so big that any decoration just kind of was swallowed in the vastness of the space. Yeah. So, yeah, have your reception at a reception-appropriate location. Amen. And... Let's see. I also learned that I really think Meredith Duggar's very cute. Yeah. I hadn't really seen her 
recently or in episodes and she was really freaking cute mm-hmm. and that's about it I mean there's we yeah it was just it was a good wedding I love John and Abby I think they're a great match yeah me too I do like yes. them together me too so this kind of for now caps off the weddings unless we want to do Josiah and Lauren which we might mm-hmm let us know what you guys want to see next. I know we've got some dance moms, but I know we've been saying this for weeks, but we mm-hmm. do have some plans to do some dance moms episodes. And I have reached out to my friend Tay to do John and Kate. So she's going to do that with us. Yeah. So dance moms, John and Kate. I think we have um, also want to do some toddlers and tiaras, all that yes. kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So, different things coming up. So let us yeah. know if there's anything you want to hear us cover. Yes, send us a message and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yep. And share with your friends. And yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.